0: Born Free Radio, episode 203. This past week, I got upgraded on American Airlines on a flight that I was flying. And I actually got a first-class ticket. Now, I don't typically travel first-class, but I was kind of looking forward to this trip. And when I got to the airport on Friday night... It was so cool because you know I had the first class boarding pass and so I got to get into the short line at the uh, TSA and um, yeah I was just feeling really cool and there was another businessman who was traveling you know who obviously looked like he traveled a lot and he was making you know comments to me about you know well the line looks like it's moving pretty quickly we'll get out of here fine and you know he's and, you know, he's kind of talking to me like up here. And actually, because I had the first class ticket, I actually had a dress shirt on and uh, actually looked a little more like I was a business traveler. So I was feeling great. Um, you know, I was like smiling when people checked my ticket and, uh, you know, I had to take the shoes off and the belt and the whole deal. But I just, you know, I, I, I acted like a professional, like I had done this thousands of times, like I was a seasoned road warrior, you know, who sits in first class. And, um, as I got through, um, my phone beeped and I looked down and my flight was canceled. Like no explanation, just canceled. So I, you know, went to the, uh, the ticket booth and, um, well, they put me on another flight and actually a connecting flight, and it was going to take me several more hours to get to my destination. Oh, and that first class ticket that I had, it was now a middle seat in the back of the plane by the, uh, by the washrooms. So on this episode, I want to talk about some of the feelings that I had, and uh, some of the ways I've even thought about um, how we can deal with disappointments in life. All right, so let's start the show. Porn Free Radio. Gentlemen, you're listening to me right now. You and I are together. I'm there. I'm in your headphones, I'm in your stereo, your Bluetooth, whatever. We're there together. You know, I'm on the treadmill with you or wherever you are at right now. That's the best part about a podcast. There's a community aspect to it. I'm going to break that down. All right, I'm not gonna rap for you today. Don't worry. but I'm amped up. Look, here's another way to look at it. Man, I love the hook on that song. That's good What up? This is for motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn? And just even if you and I are in this conversation right now, I'm talking, you're listening to me. We're together. Yo. <laughs> I'm seeing dude come on man I want you to feel good enough I want you to feel loved at your core I want more for you <laughs> Known, I want you to be loved. And hey, your life doesn't have to be defined by your porn addiction, gentlemen. We're not alone in this. Well, welcome to Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast for motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn. This is where you come to get hope and take action. I'm your host, Matt Dobschutz. And if you're looking, if you're clicked on episode two hundred and three, maybe you're binge listening. And uh, I said last week that we we're going to answer questions this week. We're actually going to do that in the next show um, because I had this topic come up and I was actually going to do it in the Coffee with the Dauber segment uh, podcast uh, for the Patreon listeners. And as I started talking about this and thinking about it, I realized, man, this would really be good on Porn Free Radio. So, um, so we're going to just shift uh, some of those questions that you guys have sent in to next week's show And on today's show, I'm going to tell you about going from first class uh, to a middle seat and uh, the feelings that came up and the way that I pressed through that. Um, And before we get there, I want to tell you, uh, I announced this in the last couple of shows that I'm launching two new Rev Groups this summer. So if you thought about getting into a Rev Group, working with other guys who are on the journey Go to RecoveredMan.com slash Rev. That's RecoveredMan.com slash Rev and apply to be in one of the Rev groups. Now, we have three groups that meet uh, in the evening in the U.S. And uh, those groups are all full right now. Um, But if you want to get on the waiting list for one of those, you can. Or apply to one of our new groups. We have a late-night group that's meeting uh, in the U.S. time zone. And it would be great for West Coast guys. And we have a group that's meeting... Uh, late afternoon uh, once a week. And uh, that would be great if you have a flexible schedule or you're located in Europe, Middle East, or Africa. All right? So go to recoveredman.com slash rev and apply to get in one of those groups. All right? Okay, so I was telling you this story. Uh, where did I leave off? I, um yeah, so the woman... um now I was still feeling good like a first class passenger uh when I got to the um uh to the American Airlines um uh what do you call it you know traveler assistance place I was kind of feeling like oh she'll see my ticket it's a first class ticket and maybe she'll be more you know, friendly to me or apologetic or maybe she'll work a little harder. You know, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, but this woman, you know, probably working in travel customer service is not the greatest job in the world. So there was no smile, no eye contact. Um, she looked at my ticket, you know, with almost disdain that she, that she was going to have to change something. Um, and basically, you know, had asked me no questions at all, gave me no options. Um, just basically said, oh yeah, you're going to Dallas now. And, um, this is what you'll do. You'll go to Dallas and blah, blah, blah. Nothing about what seat do you want or nothing about the fact that I was in first class and, she hands this thing to me and I'm like in row 27 seat B. It's like the last row of this plane. And um and it's in a middle seat. And I was just, I mean, I was kind of heartbroken because I had just gone through TSA and felt like a first-class passenger, and now I'm literally I'm like looking at my clothes too. I'm thinking. <laughs> gosh, why didn't I wear shorts and T-shirts? If I was going to be jammed in the back, I would have, I would have worn something more comfortable. <laughs> um, so I kind of walked with my head down to the, uh, to the gate uh, for the Dallas flight. And uh, it was funny because I actually started feeling rejected. Um, I mean, this is kind of silly, right? But I kind of felt like a first class passenger when I got there. And now I was getting my worth by the fact that I was sitting in a middle seat. And, um, and I, and then I, I I even was thinking too that, um, gosh, this is going to suck. Not only do I have to fly, uh, you know, I'm not, I was trying to fly to Memphis not only am I not flying to Memphis right away, I'm actually going to have to take two flights um, and have a layover. So this flight that should have taken, you know, an hour, less than two hours, now I'm going to be traveling for the next five hours. So I was having a hard time getting to the gate. <laughs> um, but then I started thinking about why I was going on this trip. And it was actually a great opportunity you know, in um uh, I don't know an episode last year, I talked about kicking ass in life, and um you know for the last few years, I had this one sort of thought of doing this thing um that I kind of kind of hoped and wished I could do, but never really took action to do it and what it was is this um i have um I grew up in Florida before I moved to Chicago, and in Florida, I was at a church and The pastor was this gifted preacher, and just this really cool guy, um, just real dramatic, real exciting, and uh, just really made the Bible come alive when he taught. Now, in my mind, I always kind of put him up on a pedestal in terms of like, this guy really is good. And any church I've been in since then, I sort of, you know, kind of instinctually compare other preachers and pastors to this guy. And uh, a few years ago, I was thinking about him. I was talking to my dad, and we actually Googled him. And he's got kind of a very generic name. His name is James R. Young. So it's not exactly like the, you know, it's a really simple name. And it took me a while, but after some searching, and you know I'm good at working on the internet, you know, I mean, all those years of looking for porn and and getting into trouble have educated me well. So I did all the Boolean searches and figured out how to find him, and I, I, I found him. Not only is he still a pastor, but he preaches weekly, and it's all on podcast. And so I started listening to some of his sermons again, and and it was like one of those things like, um, you know how like a lot of times you know, if you go back to the amusement park that you went to as a kid, the roller coasters are smaller, or, you know, if you watch a, a movie that you loved in sixth grade, it doesn't quite hold up. Um, well, this guy is better than ever. Like he's as good as I remember him plus 30 years more of experience. So, uh, I mean, I was trying to describe it to one of the guys, um, who I, I was t- telling talking to this one guy this week about it and it rem- it would be like if you saw Jordan in his rookie year uh and then you saw Jordan this year and he was like better better than ever I mean that was kind of the way it was it was it was crazy um so um w- the dream what was the dream so he teaches a bible class once a year uh in Memphis and it's uh, two Saturdays And, uh, I really wanted to go take the class, but you know, think about it. I got to get down to Memphis. I got to either fly or drive from Chicago. It's not close to Chicago and I got to go two weekends in a row. So it seemed extravagant, right? And so I put it off, but, uh, this year I really, um, said, Hey, this is, this is a goal this year. I want to make this happen. And, uh, everything kind of fell into place. Um, I was able to get a plane flight for the first weekend. And then the next weekend we just happened to be in Tennessee. My, my family's going down to Tennessee for uh, a conference and we just happen to be in Tennessee. Now it's not super close, but, uh, we are in Tennessee on the day of the second day of the training. And so I talked to my wife about it. She let me, you know, she was supportive. She wasn't like, you know, no, no, you know, she she it took a while to kind of arrange it, but uh we were able to set, settle it up. So so as I'm going down and um you know tr- taking this trip, um you know the whole reason for it is because it's something really fun that I get to do. Uh it's it's something that I've been hoping to do for years and finally made it happen. So even though um I'm disappointed about this middle seat, and having to now, um, you know, travel to Dallas, I am reminded, you know, hey, this trip is something that you're getting to do. This is this is a privilege. This is fun. Um, the fact that you're able to actually do this, and uh, it started reminding me of, um, a, of a little talk that I heard Tony Robbins give. It was in an interview, and he was talking about suffering, what makes us suffer. And he says that there's three triggers that really um, trigger us after a disappointment. Now, I shared this once in uh, one of those question episodes where I read stuff, but I thought I'd share it again and apply it to my travel. Uh, So here's the three triggers um, that we experience that cause suffering after disappointment. It's loss, less and never. All right. So loss is the feeling that I've lost something. I lost an opportunity. I lost that moment. I lost respect. Now, this is a clear example of what happened in this case. I lost that flight where I was a first-class passenger. Uh, I mean, I lost the opportunity to sit in first class and to, you know, have the, uh, the, uh, the, the, what are they called? The flight attendant, you know, attend to my needs and to sit in the big leather seat. I mean, I lost that. I lost the feeling of status that I had walking through the airport. Um, I even lost the direct flight. I mean, I lost this, uh, this, uh, this direct flight that was going to be easy. Um, you know, so it was a big blow. So what's the next one? Less because of what happened, I now have less of what I value, less love, less joy, less energy, less money. So, uh, there was that too. Um, you know, when they upgraded me, it costs like 50 bucks or something. And so I, I lost that. Um, I, um, I, you know, I did feel like I lost some of that respect, you know, and, or, or I had less respect, you know? (laughs) Um, and it did start to influence my sense of happiness. You know, I was I was feeling not very satisfied now. I mean, I really didn't want to go to Dallas. And uh, the Dallas flight, as I sat there, got delayed. And um, at first it was delayed like 10 or 15 minutes, and then it got delayed a half an hour, and then an hour. And so not only was I feeling, you know, I mean, I was like, I was literally feeling very little joy. Um, So the last trigger to suffering that Tony Robbins says is never. And this is when we start to draw conclusions. Because of what happened, I will never have that love, that joy, that goal, that need met, that thing I really wanted. And this happens after we experience loss or less. Um, It's where we start drawing conclusions. This always happens to me. Or even in this case, I was like, well, you know, what did you expect? You're not really a first class passenger. You know, this is just your, this is your lot in life. You know, you sit and coach, right? There was a little of that. There was also, um, you know, I've I've shared this in the past, um, this really stupid sort of self-loathing statement that I make. Um, and it used to be whenever I like would, you know, drop the sugar and it would spill all over the floor, I would say to myself, you know, I I bet you this doesn't happen to Brad Pitt. Like somehow Brad Pitt was in my mind, the perfect human. (laughs) And so whenever something stupid would happen to me or when I would make a mistake, I would sort of self curse myself by saying, boy, I bet this doesn't happen to Brad Pitt so stupid. It's so embarrassing even sharing it. But, you know, when these little disappointments happen, um, like this getting bumped off of this flight, you know, there's a part of me that's kind of like, Oh, this would never happen to Brad Pitt where, you know, he gets, has to sit in the middle seat, you know? And so there was a little of that sort of, and what that is, is it's sort of hopelessness. It's sort of a poor me self pity type thing. And, uh, you know, so that definitely, uh, I don't think it was affecting me that much with this trip, but it definitely affected me, you know, and these three feelings, you know, lost, less, and never. I mean, these are things that had me running to porn in the old days. Whenever I felt like I had lost something, porn was a way to sort of recover it, a lost opportunity or moment, um... Whenever I felt less than, you know, porn was the way that I tried to make myself whole, to try to get the joy or the excitement that I was losing or the, the energy that had been taken from me. Um, and it was, it was, you know, a, it was a, the reason I binged or indulged. It's why I felt entitled. Uh, and the never thing, you know, that was one of those things that just constantly... Uh, was fueling my porn behavior is this idea that once I got to that sort of hopeless place, why bother? Who cares? You know, I'm never going to get that love, that joy, that respect that I want. So might as well just take care of myself. You know, when you become hopeless that things aren't going to change, you know, that's kind of the place where we go to. So, um, Tony says, now I saw this in an interview with him and Jeff Walker, who's another internet entrepreneur. And uh, he said the way out is, is simple. It's, it's appreciation, gratitude, and love. Uh, and he, and he says this famous phrase that he didn't make up, but he says all the time, I'm drinking some coffee here. Um, he says this, uh, you know, we feel what we focus on. And so he's basically saying that we have a choice to, 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 to put our focus on something. And he basically says it's impossible to feel gratitude and anger at the same time or appreciation and envy, right? It's, you know, when we are putting our our focus on appreciation, gratitude, and love, we start to let go of the suffering that comes from loss, less, and never, we choose what we focus on, and we feel what we focus on. So we, we choose basically what we feel. And I didn't consciously think of this at the time, but when I was reminded of where I was going, I was like, this is a privilege. I started appreciating even the opportunity I mean, it is a little extravagant to fly to Memphis to take a class. And um, and I also was thinking, too, that even though I wasn't in the first class uh, ticket, I was thinking, well, it, sound, it, it seems like I'm still going to get to Memphis tonight, which is the goal. The whole reason I was flying in the night before was so I could be there on time the next day. And so I'm like, you know what, who cares if I get to Memphis, I get to Memphis. Uh, You know, that's the goal. So I, um, my attitude started to change. Now, as I said, the Dallas flight got delayed and delayed. And finally, um, I just looked on my phone to see if there was any other flight going to Memphis that night. Cause the woman, uh, the woman who was unsmiling and uncaring and who, who didn't pity me or, or grovel. Uh, you know, that's probably what I wanted, right? I wanted her to make a big deal and fuss about me. And and, you know, so there's some ego there. Um but she said there were no other flights going to Memphis. And, you know, since I looked like I was gonna miss my connecting flight, I figured there was no no hurt in looking. And I found one flight later that was leaving at like eight thirty at night. It was gonna get me in at like ten. And so I went up to the counter the Dallas counter. And I said, Hey, listen, it looks like I'm got on this flight. I'm rebooked on this flight, but I don't think it's going to actually get me to Memphis tonight. Um, I saw there was another flight. Is there any way you can get me on that? And so this next woman, uh, while she, she, uh, wasn't, uh, (laughs) it's not like she was, um, uh, She, you know, she was, she was warmer than the other one. She wasn't like, she wasn't gushing, but she, you know, made eye contact and said, let's see what we can do. She was more pragmatic and she was literally typing for 10 straight minutes. I have no idea what she was doing on the other side of the computer. I mean, it was like tap, tap, type, tap, tap, type, tap, tap, type. And she asked her friend for some help. I mean, it was forever. Forever. And finally she said, okay, you're, you're on this flight now. And she printed off this boarding pass. And, um, you know, I wasn't in a middle seat anymore. I, I was in a window seat, which isn't that much better for me. Cause I, I go to the bathroom a lot. So I, I but still, uh, and I was right by the, the bathroom. You know, I was the last seat of the plane. But I was already starting to, to feel grateful that I was going to get to Memphis. And when I got into my seat, um, you know, I just felt grateful getting on the plane. I, I um There was like one spot for my bag um, and, uh, you know, there were other people who had to have their bags under their seats and um, there was a lot of grumbling. You know, I think a lot of people had gotten rebooked on this flight. So a lot of people were really in bad moods, but I was in a happy mood. And actually I was nice to the flight attendants and they, they pick up on that. They pick up on the passengers that are nice to them. So they were super nice to me. Um, and I realized, Oh my gosh, you know, my attitude even affects the way that the flight attendants, um, respond to me, you know? I might not be a first class passenger, but I can be a nice passenger back in coach, right? So that the that they're friendly to, or that you know, that they like to take care of. So, um, so yeah, I got in the back of the seat, and, and uh, as I was flying out, I went, you know what? I got the, I literally got the last seat on this plane. If that woman didn't figure out how to get me on this seat, I I probably would not have been getting to Memphis that night. I would have had to go home. This would have been the worst case scenario. I would have had to go home, sleep in my house, then get up really early the next morning and fly standby and hope to get to Memphis in the morning. Um, so that last ticket that I got actually was a big blessing. And uh, I just carried that with me when I went to Memphis, I was nice to all the flight attendants. Um, I was totally thankful. I was smiling, you know, and then I got into all these Ubers in Memphis and every Uber in Memphis that I got in, I had long conversations with the Uber driver. Like several people, uh, one of them was a podcaster. Um, You know, I was talking about how to grow their podcast. And uh, there was another woman who, was a entrepreneur and I was telling her how to build her customers up, you know, how to, how to grow her, um, her, you know, how to do her marketing. And, um, so I just had a real sense of gratitude the entire time I was there and everyone was nice to me. The, uh, the hotel, um, every coffee shop I went to just, I had just a wonderful time with everyone in Memphis. I think it's because I was just grateful and very appreciative of everyone who was helping me. Um, and the class was great. I mean, it was amazing. And and then one one little post note that was amazing too is the the pastor said, Hey, by the way, Matt, when you're in town, I want to take you to lunch. So I just figured we'd go to subway or something. Well, we got in his car and he drove to his house. And his wife, who I had remembered as a kid, she was this really pretty, uh, pastor's wife. Uh, you know, I was a little kid at the time. Um, so she was very hospitable and warm and Southern. And, and I just remember her and, uh, she had made this like beautiful lunch, like for us. And, uh, I mean, it was like the best lunch ever. Like it was just so, I, I don't, Have you ever been to a Southern woman's home? Who was just really good at hospitality I mean it was like everything was perfect, and I was like I was blown away I mean it was so cool uh and just hearing the two of them i they were so they were so fixed in my mind as kid as a kid you know to sit with them and talk to them and share a little bit about my life and uh, it was just really fun and um you know, it just continued the entire time I was in Memphis. I just had an incredible time. And, um, and that, you know, that focusing on being grateful just really saved the trip. It made it fun. Um, you know, and, uh, as I was going out of town, I had a few hours to kill. I, um, I'm not a big Elvis guy. Uh, I mean, I just, I'm not a big fan of Elvis, so I didn't know what to do in Memphis, but I realized that the National Civil Rights Museum was there, and and so I went there. And uh, that actually was an interesting thing. I, I hadn't expected it to be so um, powerful, but uh, what they did is they took the hotel, the Lorraine Motel, where Martin Luther King was shot, and they turned it into a museum. And you walk through this really powerful series of exhibits about racism and about slavery and about the civil rights movement. And it ends where you're looking into the hotel room that Martin Luther King stayed at right before he was shot. And you're looking out at the balcony where he was actually killed. And it was, like, powerful. And, um, you know, and so that opportunity, like, to even go to that was, again— just a blessing. Like I had a couple hours in Memphis and it just seemed like something to do and, uh, um, something I hadn't even planned to do. And it was powerful. So it was an amazing trip and, you know, talk about kicking ass in life. Um, the pastor said, you know, what I really want you to do is not, uh, my goal is not to get agreement from you. My goal is to make you think And so it was a lot about critical thinking, a lot about scriptural text and, you know, for you Bible guys, geeks. I mean, it was, um, you know, some reformed theology, systematic, it's a, you know, um, systematic theology kind of stuff. You know, so, you know, some of you guys know what that is and it was really deep in that, but really cool and fun. Um, but the whole time was amazing. And, um... So I just thought I'd share it. I, th- I thought I'd share that, 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 that really did work. That focusing on the gratitude and the bigger thing just really changed my attitude. And then everyone I encountered, uh, you know, responded to that attitude. Uh, even, you know, I lost my watch in the hotel room and you know how like when you lose stuff traveling, you just never really see it again. I just, um, I just went to the hotel. I went back to the hotel before I went out of town. I said, "Hey, you know, I left this watch there," and and uh, the woman at the front desk was like, kind of like, "Oh, well, I'm sure we're not going to find it." Um, she was friendly, but she was like, kind of saying, "I I don't think we'll find it." And, but sure enough, housekeeping came back and they had it in a bag and they said, "Is this it?" And I'm like, "It is." So it's just like I didn't get stressed about anything, you know, on that trip. I just, I just felt so relaxed and so grateful that just everything just, I just, you know, everything just really, um, was fun and exciting. And so my whole, my whole time when people asked how Memphis was, I was like, it was great. And even the whole story about the plane, I didn't even tell anybody about it. I I think I mentioned to my wife that I, my flight got canceled, but I didn't even go into the details. Um, I was just happy to have gotten to Memphis without any, you know, real problems and got there in time for my class. So anyway, I thought I'd share that today. I hope that helps. Um, Guys, this week, take hope and take action. And, um, you know, we feel what we focus on. So focus on gratitude. Focus on appreciation. Focus on love. All right, guys?